It's episode 47 of the Auto What Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Amon Bashir, along with Rob Attrell and Keegan On. And our guest this week is a photographer. His name is Justin Van Leeuwen. That was good. Was it good? <laughs> that was, that's the I, name? I was hoping to trip him up, but no, he got it. Boom. Okay. Wow, that's amazing. For those listening, Justin tried to trick me. I asked him how to pronounce that's it. That's not a trick. Yeah, he just no. withheld information. Earlier, that's <laughs> tricking me. That's tricking me. <laughs> Am I being interrogated? Yeah. <laughs> you are. That's what a podcast is. No, I'm just oh. kidding. <laughs> but he, uh, yeah, sorry. He withheld information to see if I would flub his name, and I didn't. You didn't. You phonetically got it right, okay. which is interesting because... Um, my family's approach to pronouncing that name is different than the Dutch way of pronouncing the name. What's a Dutch oh. way of pronouncing uh, it? I don't know exactly because okay. I'm only Dutch in last name only. But uh, <laughs> uh, I believe it's Von Leven or something. Von Leven. Maybe, okay. maybe people can uh, you know comment on the podcast yeah. or something. And, and I'm sure they will. Any Dutch people. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Would you have been more or less impressed if I had said Leven? That, that's a good question. I probably would have been more impressed if you had, had it the Dutch way. Okay. But I'm nonetheless impressed. Okay. I'll take it. <laughs> good stuff. Well, I think you know, because you listen to the podcast, I do. Uh, where we're taking this next question. Uh, Justin, can you rate Amon on a scale of 1 to 10 in terms of the quality of this introduction? I'm going to give it a 9. Whoa! Yeah, it. It, right. it's, it's high up there. It's yep. it's not perfect. I mean, you were slow. You didn't just come out right out of the gates. You were hesitant. Right? I was. <laughs> it was it wasn't cool confidence, but okay. it was definitely all there. So I'll, I'll was take pretty, it. I was pretty. Yeah. I'm not even mad about that one. That was good. That yeah, was. <laughs> all right, I'll take it. Boom. I'm sitting still for the rest of the podcast. Don't want to lose this rating. <laughs> I think that might bring it down. Yeah, on it might. Own. It might. So, Justin, as you might have heard on previous podcasts, and as you might see in front of us, we have some beer that we generally drink during the podcast. It's a different beer generally every week. We might have repeated yeah. one. Uh, that's actually pretty what cool. What have we repeated? We've never repeated any. Uh, I think one by, one by accident. Yeah, Wellington, by accident. Wellington by accident. Uh, Brown, I think. Brown Ale. But beyond that, we've had 46 beers in 47 episodes. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Well, that's uh, not true either, but what? we'll say it is. What, what did we miss? We don't have beer all the time. Oh, sorry. That, that's true. We've had cupcakes. We've had wine. Take it away, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> this week, uh, we have a beer from the Junction Craft <laughs> Brewing Company, uh, which is based out of Toronto, Ontario, and uh, it's the Breakman's Session Ale. This is a, a new one I haven't seen before. I've had stuff from these guys before, okay. um, but the can looks different to me, so this it seems does. like a different... Uh, but anyway, apparently it's a light beer, but it's a hard-working ale with a sense of adventure, and it's always on track for long-distance voyages. Does, okay. that, uh, does that bear out? Yeah, it's working pretty hard on my palate right now. Yeah. Um, it definitely has a, a bitter, mm-hmm. uh, a flat bitter taste to it. Not flat like as in carbonation flat, just like right. kind of rests on my tongue. And... Uh, you said it's a light beer, so what is that? Like four or something? Four point five, I think. I could drink this all day then. That's it. It it, it tastes like the first as soon as it touched my tongue, it was like a, a bunch it all it almost felt like a bunch of water to be honest, but all the flavors stayed. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're gonna give that review of this beer. But, but no, I mean like it, it, it really felt like a we were talking about this earlier, like I'm not even a Coors Light, it felt like a Michelob at first. But the amount of flavor that came just after that. That's true. Feeling. It finishes strong. Yeah. But, uh, but it, starts it starts off, off weak. Like, yeah. yeah. Just like me. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> That's awesome. I, so, I now have a theory that you, Amon, are getting paid by Michelob to drink their beer and now to talk about it. I'm going to be honest. I, I just drank it because uh, Royal Oak had great deals on that. Yeah. Well, they weren't great. They were okay. On Monday nights, it was the only. It's an ultra light beer. They, they have a deal every night. It's yeah. just different. It just happened like we, so. We play in OSSC like a dodgeball uh, league. So we uh, we would go on Monday nights because that's when we played, and Shouldn't that's the only training? time. Was that? Should you be training? You Not train. Training. You train by drinking yeah, beer. We seriously true. talked about like renting on a gym and training, <laughs> or uh, maybe I well, said it. You talked no, about no, it. No one wants <laughs> to do it. Hire a guy to throw wrenches at you. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you dodge. Classic. Uh, but no, I mean that's that's what people do. Apparently, we saw some people come in that we were like playing against, and they brought in like bags of balls, and they what? talked about uh, like practicing the weekend before. 
Like, people are very serious about dodgeball. Not all teams, but oh, some no, no, teams. Some, some, that, that's the A-League. You're, you're playing in the C-League. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. You're in the rec league <laughs> of it. dodgeball players. Yeah, yeah. Same I prefer the rec, though. Like, nobody wants to take dodgeball too seriously. Let's well, be honest. Well, people in the A-League They do, sorry. We don't. I tried curling once. I just, like, filled in for some friends, and they are in the C-League, but they had just kind of worked their way into the B League and somebody from A had just worked their way down to oh, B no. and we met. Perfect storm. And, and yep. I, I, that was my first time trying anything at all. Oh, like, no. And it was a sad state. I was having a great time. Oh. These guys were like, don't touch my stones and stuff like that. Was yeah. Like, yeah. It was... They were talking about the, like the curling rocks. Yeah, sorry. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I could have done that too. I don't remember it that well, but like it's a lot of beer. the Sea League people were always like lining stuff up for people and like handing them the next one. I thought that was just like the courtesy thing you mm-hmm. do in the game. Well, yeah. yeah, but no, you don't when because when these guys are going for yeah. you know the championships of rec sure. league or whatever. So anyway, it's just it's funny time, t- yeah. seeing people take things seriously, like just in general. Like I, don't I, take I play anything seriously, not even why at all. It's, it, which I think is a strength. I think because people bother you less. Yeah. <laughs> like it helps you get through life a bit I, more. I bother people more. Oh, I guess. <laughs> if you don't care, then whatever. But yeah. I, I play curling one well, yeah, once a year. Just the uh, fact that you play curling. Do you play curling? <laughs> no, I play curling. I go curl uh probably once a year. And uh it's like we have this Christmas party, we do this every year, and the first couple of years, I mean, when a bunch of guys are just on a sheet of ice, we're just kinda of messing around, right? But when other people are practicing beside you they are not impressed with your shenanigans. I learned that about curling rinks. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I mean, whatever, you're throwing a bit hard or whatever, but yeah, you just get these these stares to be like, no, this is like a religion. <laughs> the, the reason I don't, well, one of the many reasons I probably don't play any sports at all is that the people who are like, sports! Yeah. Um, look down on anybody who's like, hey, fun, sports, right? Yeah. And you're like, I'm yeah. going to learn now. And they're like, you're not doing it right. So if you didn't start this with, at three years old, you don't start it. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never go pro. I'm okay with that. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Who's yeah. scouting? <laughs> anyway, so there's that. Uh, so, Justin, one of the things we like to do when we start the podcast is, or when we're getting into the podcast, is we like to talk about a person, where they're from, and how they got to where they are today. So, could you give us a brief synopsis in the life that is Justin Van Leeuwen? Uh, now he's just rubbing it in our face. Uh, yeah, no, I am. going to keep repeating it. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm from Toronto, okay. originally, uh, and... Uh, I worked, uh, I mean, I was a kid there, and then I worked retail there for many, many years, sure. um, and uh, I eventually found my way into fundraising, so I did not-for-profit at, uh, at a hospital down there for a bit, Oh, uh, and then I also picked up photography as a hobby at the time, uh, and that hobby led me to meet people outside of kind of the, the circles I had known beforehand, which would be, you know... People who worked in retail and people who worked in the hospital. Right? Okay. Just people I knew immediately around me. Mm-hmm. You have kind of the rise on photo blogs and you start sharing photos you take. Whether they're good or bad doesn't matter, actually. It's just mm-hmm. that you're sharing and, you know, people are saying good, bad. I like it. I don't like it. You meet people. You talk to them. And we ended up, uh, me and a friend of mine ended up coming to Ottawa. Uh, I had never been. Um, he had been. Okay. Uh, there was a friend of ours here. Yep. And so... <laughs> We came here to visit, uh, and that night he and her hooked up, and then I was a third wheel, so that was kind of awkward. <laughs> so <laughs> she was like, hey, hey, friend, you should come out and hang out with this guy, Justin, who's super cool because I'm with the little guy. And so uh, that friend <laughs> ended up being my future wife. Uh, oh, yeah. so, so that's a good story. I don't think she actually wanted to come out, um, <laughs> but she did, and I'm sure she's very thankful for it now. I, yeah. I hope so. Several years later, we have a couple kids, and uh, I'm in Ottawa now. Okay. So you, did you move to Ottawa shortly thereafter? Or? Yeah, pretty shortly thereafter, because okay. I got her pregnant. So then I needed to, you yep. know, man up yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and come over here and, and get a real job. Well, I, I worked not-for-profit here for a little bit as well mm-hmm. um, 
fundraising, doing some direct mail campaigns and, and events and stuff like that. For what type of organization? Uh, for the Ottawa Regional Cancer Foundation. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So it's this independent uh, cancer fundraising um, organization that uh, now they have a uh, cancer survivorship center out at Alta Vista and Industrial. So I did uh, a bunch of fundraising to help build that at the time. Um, and then we kind of parted ways and my kids were really young. So I stayed at home with them for a year. So I, I got really, really slobby and only wore dad pants <laughs> and T-shirts from Old Navy. Okay. And as far as you went back to regular clothes. Well, I know, right? <laughs> you had a taste. <laughs> like, wow, jogging pants are awesome. I yeah. can eat all I want. Uh, and, and I did that, but uh, it's, a, it's a lot of work. Taking care of your kids is a lot of work, and uh, there's a point where I wasn't socializing them enough, and I needed to get them uh, into kind of daycares and kind of schools, and so they could learn and be normal human beings rather than you know spawn of Justin. Sure. <laughs> so, okay, that's fair. So uh, we did that, and kind of at that same time, I was like, "Well, I've been taking pictures this whole time, and, yeah. and you know, just." teaching myself and, and hopefully getting better and just progressively getting work out of it because uh, as every person who's ever held a camera knows, somebody says, hey, you have a camera, you want to take my picture? And then, you know, kind of goes from there and the quick ones will be like, it's going to cost you. Yep. Um, and so you, <laughs> you, you build that up from there. And uh, so I had some clients and I just put myself out on the market as a full-time photographer and that was about four years ago. What type of clients did you start off with? It was a real mix at first. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, like, you know, families, weddings, um, businesses, uh, a local newspaper. And so I was just kind of taking it all in because I just kind of needed money at that point. I'd been mm. actually on unemployment for like almost a year. So I was right. like, mm. it was tight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and so, um, you know, anything works. And I've always let my, my clients do the talking. Uh, well, beyond that, they, they also get to choose what, what I do work on so if i'm not particularly good at something people aren't going to hire me for it right right and so i end up being seared into more um editorial and commercial work over the past couple of years okay which and which ends up focusing on businesses and and um photography for uh websites and oh, yeah. annual reports and and basically images that sell that i i i've started helping to sell product or designs or even houses for clients that build them, um, make things, you know, or even just themselves, you know, a, a good picture of a person sells that person to their audience. Okay. I don't necessarily determine who that audience is, Sure. but let's say it's a LinkedIn profile photo, right. you know, you're going for a job. Well, you know, do we want to show something lighthearted and outside? What kind of a job are you applying for? Does this need to be super corporate and, and, <laughs> fashion forward and businessy. Like, I don't, I don't know what you're getting into, but let's figure that out and take that picture. So I, I, hmm. I, I always try to tailor stuff to the client. That's great. Is that yeah. fairly common taking like personal, uh, pictures for people? Yeah. I, it's more common now. Is I think, um, for it? yeah, like social media, um, which is huge, obviously. Mm. Uh, and then LinkedIn, which everybody kind of knows they need it, but don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Right? It's like, ah, I need a good LinkedIn profile photo. I don't really know why, but I need it, right? Yep. And this is different than, like, the dating profile photo, sure, where right, you yeah. can just crop out your ex, and then that's your photo. <laughs> or in oh. some cases, leave them in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's what I've seen. I, I see people, too, and, and, you know, if, if anything's going to be a professional networking website, it's LinkedIn. Yeah. Like, you know, I do a lot of stuff on Facebook and Twitter, but sure. LinkedIn is, I think we can agree, is the boring one of those. Yeah, I agree. Right? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> when, when you see somebody with their party pick with like a blurred out drink in their hand, <laughs> and compared to a, 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 somebody who just had like an actual headshot taken yeah. in any context, that's already gives that one person a leg up, right? They're, they're, right. they're, they're looking better. They're more on point. They invested something in themselves, which makes maybe me as a potential employer think, Oh, they, 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 they care about their work. They They're care serious, about what yeah. they do. Um, and so I, I try to bring that to even a next level beyond just sort of a quick snapshot and turn it into, like I said, an image that will sell. Okay. Uh, that will sell the person in that case. That's cool. I noticed that you're taking that. I, I don't know. I'm sure this isn't the first time you've done it, but you're actually going to a space 
it was in in the beginning of May and doing a whole day of headshots. Yeah, so th- this is the first time I've actually uh, done this. I normally offer uh, larger packages to say an entire business, right? Sure. So it's I go in, I'll do twenty headshots that day for that business. Sure, I work really hard on them. Um, and uh, so this is kind of my my lowest offering where I, I booked a space for the day just down the street at Idea Space. Oh yeah, uh, on Bank here. Yeah. And uh, I'm just doing kind of one-offs is what it comes down to. Because uh, I'm not the guy that's like, all right, we're going to put this camera on rapid fire, <laughs> hold this button down, and here's the card. Have fun. Right. Right. Because I'm all about quality and presentation, right? We're going to take those pictures. Sure. We're going to find that one. Right. And I'm going to take it home and I'm going to work on that until you are the best you you have ever seen. Right? <laughs> and that, that's what I'm doing. Uh, that's what I do for the larger clients. And that's what I'm doing for individuals on that day. And so if, if people want um, that one headshot, I'm prepared to take that for them. Where normally they can't actually afford it because there's a certain just sort of set rate for me coming yeah. out in a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in this case, I'm setting myself up for the day I'm letting Give them the chance to come to me. I mean, it's not like, oh, it's a big deal, right? Yeah, but, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, like, because yeah. I, I have, I have people ask me that, and a lot of times I turn them down. Sure. Because I just, like, I don't have a studio. Right. Right. So, um, you know, there's, like I said, there's a certain minimum expense of getting out and setting up for something. Yeah, that's fair. And so in this case, I'm mitigating that expense and amortizing it. Over with several, a bunch of people, right. several people throughout the day. We're going to get a makeup artist there for the people that need it, want it, and it's going to be good. Cool. Is it, and great. it's going well so far. Like you've, are you getting? Yeah, I, I already had. I had a bunch of people that I had pre-booked. Okay, for it uh, because they, these are just people that were like, I, I want you to take my picture, right? And uh, so they're, they're in. I still have lots of. Uh, slots available um and it, it's interesting for me actually because this like i said this is the first time i've approached it from this level and so while in, in my day-to-day price is a factor but the individual price isn't as much of a factor there's a certain perceived value um at i guess the lower end of the market which is what this is right, right. people are used to giving their cousin 50 bucks and getting 30 photos yeah, yeah. right and i've never been one to compete on volume or price. I'm just saying, this is what I need to do my work, and this is the product that I produce. And you don't have to like that. You don't have to like my style. You can look at the photos and be like, wow, I don't like that guy's photos. And that's perfectly valid. It's completely subjective. Um, but if you say, wow, I really like that guy's photos, but I'm not willing to pay for that. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of work that goes into producing that image at the end. Sure. And so... Yeah, I can go and take, you know, 30 really bad photos. Yeah. And that's what you're going to get. And that'll be bad for them because they just got, you know, a photo of them picking their nose and their hair is a mess. <laughs> sure. Um, and it's bad for me because I've sent a whole bunch of photos out into the world that don't really reflect my brand and what I like to produce. Right. right. But it has sure. your name attached to it. Yeah, exactly. So, like, Justin Van Leeuwen took this photo and everybody like, wow, that is a bad Justin Van Leeuwen photo. <laughs> I, mean, I do not like that. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, it, it's always this balancing act, trying to be fair um, to them and me, but still, you know, providing value. And so I think where I draw the line is I provide value in that image. Like, I will do everything to get that right image for you but we're not going to be it's not it's not a volume thing i'm not, I'm not the costco of photographers right, right? Sure. Like, yeah. well said yeah i get that <laughs> yeah interesting um you were speaking earlier about how you started just uh, you know back home in or around toronto you just started taking some pictures and just sharing it yeah. back then you know however um can you speak to some of the differences you've noticed over the years obviously with such advancement in technology there are different ways of sharing pictures and getting it out there people are, are a bit more online than they might have been even five years ago uh can you speak to some of the difference that you've noticed well i mean the biggest one being uh the rise of mobile devices right yep. so like you know my my number one camera for me personally is probably my iphone right because sure. it's always with me you take a picture i can take a picture of the bus take a picture of a seat and i explore more with it actually right. because i'm willing to take liberties with it that i wouldn't necessarily with my slr first of all i wouldn't even take my slr out with me now because my kid always wants me to carry him <laughs> uh, so then i just end up with a bad back right. <laughs> no pictures yeah. right so so there's 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 the the practical weight trade-off there but also like you said the technical rise you know the ability to instantly share something you know directly output something to say like this is the can of beans i'm buying today 
there, there's there's impact in that, no matter how mundane. You know, I'm sharing it with whatever my network is, whoever it is, yep. and we're all kind of commenting on that. And I think that's great. I've actually noticed um, uh, this is old old JVL here. The younger generation uh, <laughs> they're not they're not really on the Facebook or the Twitter. They're, they're, they're strictly on things like Snapchat and yep. um, Tumblr and Instagram, which are even more visual yeah. sharing mediums. Like that, that is their primary place. I right. mean, if you know any teenagers, one, don't follow them because you don't want to. Cause <laughs> you've got nothing in common with them. It's Two, nonsense. It, it, but it is. <laughs> but at the same time, it's just like you can see this is this is where they're communicating. Oh, I, you know, I, I broke my wrist, and then your, their friend. There's a picture of their you know yeah. broken wrist and yeah. cats, and their friends all comment on it, and that's that's sure. just it, yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, so I've noticed that, and that's that's so much. Uh, quicker and so so powerful because it's just you know the the speed at which the message travels whatever the message is yeah, that makes sense yeah that's cool um you said you have an slr yes do, do you notice uh sort of more and more people well really i mean even possibly even including yourself having greater access to this because it's more affordable yeah the prices have come down a lot yeah um, the entry levels kept getting like bumped down like you can get i think my first uh SLR, digital SLR was a Canon Rebel XT and it cost me something like 800, 900 bucks. Okay. And an entry level Rebel, Canon, whatever. It may not be the equivalent. Yeah. Uh, I just did bunny ear finger quotes there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the equivalent may be, you know, technically less yeah. in certain ways, but probably still a better camera because they're computers and they advance at that level. Sure. Yeah. You can get one for like 300 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, that said, the the camera itself, the bodies, because they are computers, are outmoded and outdated very fast. Right. Not necessarily unusable. Yeah. Like you can pick one up from eight years ago, and as long as it turns on, it works, right? Yeah. Um, uh, so the things that actually end up costing a lot of money are the lenses and, and other kind of peripherals around right. it. And that's where you start uh, building up, uh, in some people's cases, a collection. Or when you're a business... Assets. Ah. <laughs> I imagine you're you're like you're your own business. Like you have a business around what you do now. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. This is my full time job. Right. Right. Which makes sense. Uh, cool. Justin, when you uh, are are there is there a, a photographer's organization in Ottawa, or how do you communicate with other people? of your trade in, in your community. Oh, usually, you? usually over beers. Ah. <laughs> the, the bar. Okay. Um, Is that informal? I, <laughs> when, I, when I got here, yeah. which is a good example of kind of coming in kind of blank slate to a place and I didn't know anybody at all. Um, well, I mean, I knew my wife. She right. wasn't my wife at the time. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so things like Twitter were just coming up. Right, which is again, you know, expediency of information, really connecting with people really, really fast about different things. For me, it wasn't right away about, you know, connecting over um, pictures. It was just connecting over like-mindedness. In my case, sarcasm and beer. Right, <laughs> and and so you know, you talk about the things that you're into, and other people kind of jump on, and then you have conversations, and that it spreads out from there. Um, and eventually you find people who are into the same things you are. So you find other photographers. You say, Hey, I really like your photo. Um, or in my case, you're like, I hate your photo because sarcasm, right? Hopefully sarcasm. Yeah, sure. And so some people are like, wow, that guy's a douche. I don't like him. Or some people are like, you are funny. Let's hang out. And then you do. And then you kind of build from there. Um, there are professional associations, none of which, uh, I am a member of. Um, for no particular reason other than nobody's invited me, so I've never looked. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I get it, yeah. <laughs> um, there is definitely sort of an old guard of photography, and I don't believe it's just in this city. It's just sort of in general. There, there are people who have been in business for years and years and years, and, and they have a certain way of, of doing business, and a lot of that's been usurped by digital, uh, and it's been difficult for them to make it up. Um, and... They're, they don't seem as willing to share uh, okay. in general. How, how, okay. Like their photos? Their photos in one case, um, knowledge is another. And, I see. And I, I guess a lot of that knowledge is it has value, right? You know, if uh, I've been in business for 40 years, I've built up a huge knowledge base. 
a new photographer wants to come in, I'm not going to give that to him. I get it. There's, that's what school is, right? Sure. You pay for yeah. knowledge and, and stuff like that. But I've just found, uh, for the most part, there's been a reluctancy f- for that to kind of trickle down yep. in, in any level. So um, a lot of us end up kind of getting together and, and just kind of talking about it, talking about the business. And this is where I said, you know, bar and beers comes in. It's just like, wow, is your, how's your winter been? Right. You know, and that's how you gauge stuff um, casually, and uh, which is great because that's kind of more the speed I am anyway. I'm not a particularly formal person, so an informal setting works really well for me. Cool. Okay. All right. Uh, why don't we jump to a segment? Um, Keegan, do you want to do Classic Ottawa? Explain sure. what it is as well. Classic Ottawa is our news segment where we talk about the news and what is happening uh, in Ottawa. So... Whole Foods at Lansdowne remained open over Good Friday, violating provincial retail laws. The province is entitled to fine them for the amount of their total gross sales of the holiday, which for a store that sells $10 pineapples is going to be about a jillion (laughs) dollars. But they closed on Sunday. They They did. did. Yeah. So I read the story and the way what they're saying is they didn't know that Lansdowne isn't a tourist uh, destination. That's right. So they thought they could be open, and they were like, "We're totally, we're gonna close." Right. Yeah, because I, I mean, yeah. it, the Byward Market is the only official designated tourist spot in Ottawa. That's the thing. Yeah. They were probably sold yeah. on it, like, "Hey, come on, buy a big place in Lansdowne Park. Tourists will come here." They're like, "Sweet, a yeah. tourist yeah. spot." Absolutely, but that's not the case. This was, that was a weird article too, though, because they were talking about uh, they're like so and so. Uh, spoke to the Ottawa citizen and said that, you know, I can't believe that they're open at this time, blah, 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 blah. And then they go on to say, but so-and-so did come from Stittsville. Just to, just to come shopping <laughs> yeah. on Good Friday. And I'm like, what are you really yeah, saying? What are you trying to you do? You didn't want your quote in a newspaper. <laughs> but then somebody else was like, well, if you make Lansdowne um, a tourist attraction, which I agree is not, but they're like, if you do, you need to make all of Bank Street a, ter- a tourist uh, attraction. Uh, I'm like, no, you no. don't. <laughs> you understand what it means. Lansdowne's <laughs> essentially a strip mall in the city, right? Yeah, it basically So is, that yeah. the the... Equivalent would be every strip mall should be a tourist attraction. That's right? it. Like stockyards open. Yeah, exactly. Or, <laughs> or if you wanted to compare like the venues, you can compare Lansdowne to maybe Scotiabank, meaning the tank uh, was Tanger Tanger Outlets. Yeah, uh, Tangier. Tang- people call it different things, no, but it's definitely not. Tangier. <laughs> but even still, <laughs> Tiger Outlets. <laughs> Tiger. <laughs> but regardless, I think we all agree that uh, yeah, not. Uh, not tourists. No. <laughs> you know, is that a bit of a flub? I mean, one day of sales for a place like Whole Foods is, like you said, a bajillion dollars. So, <laughs> yeah. um, could have been good business. Could have been a mistake. Yeah, I think they said it was. It was the total. There was the fines based on total gross sales, yeah, and it was up to fifty thousand dollars. So, it, like total amount of that's sales. a choice, right? They don't yeah. have to find them for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, no, yeah. That, yeah. that too. So exactly. it'll be interesting to see if they do. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll see. <laughs> The Ottawa Tool Library, a local tools tool sharing organization, has raised forty percent of its fifteen thousand dollar funding goal in only thirteen days. Meanwhile, the Ottawa Library Tool, the library's new search software, has received fourteen dollars in donations since the start of the year. Good for you. Less popular. Yeah. Yeah. Same <laughs> Which, words. Honestly, I thought that's what it was when it said Ottawa Tool Library. Because well, if you just did a keyword search. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the Ottawa Red Blacks quarterback, Henry Burris, a 16-year veteran of the CFL, has spent three years working with an immigration lawyer to become a Canadian citizen before he retires. He is not qualified so far because he is considered a part-time worker because of this, because the CFL season lasts only half a year. Professional athletes are so lazy. They are. That's not even really a joke. <laughs> no, that's just a, that's just <laughs> a stance that someone wrote. It's really sad, though. I, I it's honestly, sports! <laughs> <laughs> right up your alley. They, they were talking uh, on CBC about how he has a bunch of volunteer... Like, he has his own charitable foundation set up in Calgary where he used to play. Mm-hmm. He uh, owns a restaurant there. Like, he's very right. committed to the economy and the sort of the well-being of, of Canadian communities. And yeah. Just doesn't want to stick around. No, he does. He, he does. really wants to stick around. He just, but does he fall under, like, the migrant worker thing that was also a big issue lately? Maybe. Maybe he does, actually. <laughs> that's, that's very possible. I mean, <laughs> I, I, he's not Mexican, but... <laughs> <laughs> 
a variation uh, unless of that. you have some in your heritage, sir, in which case. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Stinson's Fuel on Searville Road sold gas at 79.9 cents a liter for an hour on Monday, protesting the high prices that suppliers charge for gas. <laughs> it's not written. <laughs> the highly successful protest was attended by hundreds. Drivers agreed that regular protests of this nature would probably send an even stronger message. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously gas expensive. I didn't really. I don't really see the uh, the point of the protest. I, yeah. I think that day was like a buck five, and his complaint is oh, okay. uh, he's like, you know, the a barrel of oil or whatever it is 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 pretty static at 40 right now mm-hmm. and they're like why are the, why are the prices going up right now when you know the cost of oil isn't right and yeah. he's, al- he's also a, a independent uh, he is gas station and i think that that's, One of a, few. that's an important thing to, yeah, yeah. to take note of that mm-hmm. he, he's operating in a market that really doesn't support him that's right right yeah yes, so like absolutely. yeah so his protest is valid when it, you know well yeah i can't compete with esso because exxon you know, get, takes <laughs> literally takes that stuff from the ground. Yeah. You know, yeah. he needs to buy like, it from I don't, them. Exactly. And, and, you know, it's one of those kind of tech-savvy Rogers sorts of things. You yes. know, do we want to operate in, in a completely monopolistic society where all of our, our commercial enterprises are driven by one force in each sector? And I think the answer is pretty clearly no. We yeah, don't want yeah. that. That's right. I but, agree. But when, when it actually comes to us going out and like buying stuff, we're like, yeah, I'll go to Esso and McDonald's. And, uh, it is cheaper. Uh, so. The McDonald's is at Walmart, so I just bought you know my toilet paper there, too. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, and then you end up supporting this. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea of supporting the little guy. No, I, I get so, that. So, like, you know, go shop at this guy's uh, gas shop. Station. Yeah, gas yeah. station. Yeah. Um, on a regular day. And do whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just exactly. Stick to the man. Exactly. Yeah. And that, yeah. that's the best way to do it, but will enough people do it? That's the question. No, they'll just go to Costco because it's one step cheaper. But, yeah. yeah, exactly. But, yeah, which is ridiculous because how much is that in the end, right? <laughs> but, but overall, this little stunt helps people realize that, oh, this is the little guy fighting, right? Because people forget. I mean, people yeah, don't remember People really. love oh. their gasoline. Yeah, absolutely. They love it. Yeah. So, yeah. It's kind so of a big deal. Like, they will always remember this time that this this one little guy sure. gave them gas. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's basically the Jesus of gasoline. That's, that's, a, that's a serious statement there. Yeah, a new sign. Yeah. Little road. Yep. Stinson. But that is the news. Okay. We should end every segment like that. We will. A definitive statement. I, I think you do. Yeah. That was the speed round. <laughs> so maybe. All right. Well, we'll splice that in later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for every like retroactive yeah, yeah. for every podcast we've done. <laughs> uh, so Justin, you spoke uh, quickly about being new to Ottawa, not really knowing anybody. You know, knowing your who who <laughs> to eventually be became like your baby wife. mama. Your baby mama. <laughs> know your baby mama. Um, now a lot of people, you know. Both like I, I I came Rob and I both came here in 2006. We met through yeah. school. Uh, we met Keegan along the way somehow somewhere. You showed up. He was drifting. People meet Keegan <laughs> in random ways. <laughs> but overall, we built our social network from university and things to this sort. Mm. But for those who I know who moved at a different time, whether it was for work or for family or because they met their baby mama. Um, <laughs> They a lot of people feel that Ottawa, in my experience, a lot of people find that Ottawa is sort of stuck up. It's harder to meet people, uh, uh, or, or maybe not stuck up, but close knit. Uh, and I'm just curious, did you like what was your perception of Ottawa socially when you moved here? Um, that's a, that's a good question because I'm you. having a hard time answering it. But, uh, <laughs> I, I found uh, the right audience. For me, exclusively on Twitter, very welcoming, right? Okay. There, there were people that wanted to meet up, and I think there were just a lot of people who maybe were lonely, weren't finding their peer group or whatever, and maybe that's because Ottawa was stuck up. But sure. I didn't see that. Okay. That wasn't that wasn't what I ran into because I came at an opportune time where I could basically mainline the right kind of people for me. Right. Where I say, this is me, I like beer and sarcasm, and I'm going to go to this bar tonight. And then people would be like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go. We're, we're all showing up. Um, 
Whereas if, if that wasn't there for me as a tool, I don't know what I would have done. Okay. You know, um, I'm not into sports. I'm not necessarily, I don't, you know, wouldn't have gone out for a live music. I wouldn't, sure. all mm-hmm. this sort of stuff. So yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have actually ran into anybody and I wouldn't, you know, I, I would have been missing out on that, that, you know, university or even previous, you know, high school stuff where, where you just have these long lasting bonds and friendship. Sure. You know, would I have been friends with my immediate neighbor? Probably not. I live in Hintenburg and half of them are crackheads. So, yep. <laughs> you know, the, or maybe you would have, been. Or maybe I would have been because <laughs> crack is apparently amazing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so it, these, these are things that, you know, I, I can't really, I guess I can't really answer because it's just not what I really oh, ran into. I mean, speak here. And, and, but now, I mean, I deal with different people across all walks all the time. Sure. Right. Because I'm, I'm, I'm taking pictures for businesses at right. all levels, right? I'm a small law firm or, um, a large, uh, Spark Street com- corporation, right? And, yeah. and, um, I haven't run into that. Interesting. Uh, the, you know, maybe part of it is my demeanor. Maybe that like 11 years in retail sales teaches me how to eyeball a client and <laughs> go directly for how to, you know, appeal to them and, and talk to them and, and work with their mannerisms and, 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 and do that sort of thing. Maybe it's just like this perennial salesman in me that it just ends up trying <laughs> adapting to people. I don't know. Like, I, don't no, know. I get that. It, I, I think, I think that that's been, uh, have attributed a lot of my friendships yeah, and, 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 you know, early business relationships that have transcended that and become friendships because I'm able to quickly hone in and just kind of, get down and colloquial with somebody and just right. kind of like find out what they're about. Now, even these business relationships, do you attribute a lot of that to Twitter? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if Twitter wasn't around, I wouldn't have had uh, a first two years. That makes sense. So, you know, like, well, let's talk about Twitter. I mean, you're, you're pretty active on Twitter. Yeah. A little less now than I used to be, but right. uh, I, I tweet often. Sure. So, you know, in building a following, you tweet often, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, in building a following, you know, I mean, let's say whether it's an aspiring photographer, whether there's somebody getting used to a city, whether somebody just getting used, like, who's brand new to Twitter, you know, what are your, what's, not even advice, but what are your thoughts towards it? Like, I think, uh, you know, different mediums um, have different strengths. And Twitter, for me, has always been about conversation. I can say something, somebody can say something back to me, and you can go from there. Right. right? It can spiral out of control, but uh, fundamentally, I can have a conversation, and it's not just one-to-one. Yeah. It's a conversation that everybody's invited to, and you all have equal voice. Sure. Right? So I can talk to you, and then somebody will join in, yep. and it's not like one of us is louder than the other. No. Right? We all get to read it and it pops up on the screen. And if I don't like you, I block you or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But aside from that, yeah. you, you can you can read it and you, you can respond back or not. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it's always been about conversation. Okay. And just finding people to talk to. And that talking has just been tight. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah Right? Yeah. So um, for me, that, that's been its strength. Hmm. Oh, that, that's insightful. That's cool. I, I think Amon's a little sad because he doesn't go on Twitter very much. He Twitter I, I follow. I, I don't I don't typically tweet. You stalk. I you're stalking people. I get my news. I get my news. I send them back there listening yeah. in on their conversations. Well that's what I, I mean not even see, like a statement. But, that, but some kind of But it works like it that as fun. a tool too, right? <laughs> Things are what you make it. So yeah. for me I, I needed both a platform to broadcast on uh-huh. because I like to talk. Right. And, sure. You know, I don't care if anybody's actually listening. That's, that's, that's beautiful. So, yeah. uh, but I also needed kind of friends. I need peers. I needed to find people. So I just kind of reached out, and they just happened to be there. And in your case, maybe you're following your favorite, you know, sports writers am, and, yeah. and and sports. But <laughs> <laughs> even just like, or like news, news so, channels because yeah, news, exactly. right? Like you know, your breaking news things are so fast yeah. on there. Why wouldn't you follow them? I mean, cool. so for me, I mean, that's where like when you follow a lot of people, you need to like have some lists going so you yeah. can actually manage it properly. You <laughs> sure. Know? Um, but but it, it, it's useful for that too. So that you, you've been able to take what I say as a conversation medium yep. and, and you know, you monitor the conversation and it just ends up being more, more one-sided. And that's okay. Right. right? Yeah. That, that's, that's what's useful for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And I, I, I think, you know, there, there's... There, there are certainly wrong ways to do things, but between those two, there, there's they're right. 
Like they, they, yeah. they, they work. If you find something that works for you, that's the right way of doing it. Sure. If you know, you're on there hammering away and you wonder, <laughs> Oh, well you said, you know, what, what it's so, so, or almost advice you yeah. can give to people, uh, in, engaging conversation. You know, if you're complaining that you don't have enough followers, right. then you're not engaging people. Sure. Right. Yeah, that's fair. You're not en- engaging. You need to engage some engagers for engagement. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, need, you, you need to go out and talk to somebody sure. and then they'll talk back to you and maybe they'll follow you or maybe they won't. Or maybe somebody will see that you talk to them and be like, I like this guy's opinion. I'm going to follow him. Right. Right. And that, yeah. that's how that builds up organically. Sure. Um, but, you know, A, just broadcasting all the time, unless you're a news outlet, outlet or a famous person. Right. You know, nobody wants to hear you're like, oh, failed a date again last night. Like, <laughs> whoa, I want to see how sad this guy's life is. <laughs> right? Which actually could end up being its own niche. Like, but you've got to be good at failure yeah. to make that work. That's the thing. Exactly. <laughs> so, if you're establishing a character. That's yeah. more of a Keegan thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. maybe that's his strength. Sure. Yeah. It, it is. So, so I think, I think <laughs> you know, weakness. for me that... That's that's what worked for me and how I built both friendship and business right. um, out of Twitter, and yeah. uh, that would be my recommendation for the same. Don't just don't just shout into the ether. Sure, you know, yeah. actually actually kind of contribute. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I like that. Cool. Justin, you were saying you don't really go, or you might not go see a lot of music a lot. You don't sport. What do you do when you're not? Uh, what, what, what do I do? Well, I, I have I have a five and seven year old kids, at yeah. home, so yeah. take some time. Let me tell you, young guys, <laughs> kids, yeah, kids eat up your time, man. Mm-hmm. My wife goes to bed at like eight. Sure. <laughs> um, so, other than parenting, mm-hmm. which is a lot, of course, uh, I've kind of gotten into Lego with the kids. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it started off as like, Dad, I want Lego, and I'm like, All right. And then I'm like, oh, this is fine. Get out of my way. And then, <laughs> so now it's a problem. But oh. but it's been a while since uh, photography first along was my hobby and then became my profession. And then that's kind of all I was doing. Mm-hmm. Something else hasn't kind of come up and, and kind of picked up in the, in its place. So it's nice to have a break. I mean, you know, Netflixing. Is that a hobby? Like, I think just so. Count it. Sure. Marathoning yeah. TV shows. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. I mean, obviously, that's, a, that's another <laughs> thing that I do along with tweeting. Yes, of course. So, the the internet is my hobby. (laughs) Netflix is an extension of that. Sure. Uh, And a little bit of Lego. That's not bad. Yeah. Very cool. Do you have a favorite favorite set of Lego? Oh, my God. Because there's so many now. Uh, It's true. Uh, You know what? I mean, growing up on Star Wars, I can't resist some of the really cool, big Star Wars sets. Like the ships and stuff like that. Are they doing new ones still? Yeah. They must, yeah. So, they're they're doing... I mean, they make... There's still Star Wars cartoons and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So, like, that's the stuff I get from my kids because it's not really my generation, the stuff. So like, mm-hmm. well, I can appreciate, it, think it's cool for them, and like, like it. Yeah, I don't have like a, this this personal attachment to it as a as a object. Mm-hmm. But uh, recently, like, they just made a Slave One Boba Fett ship. Oh, uh, it's cool. like an ultimate collector series <laughs> ship. Right? It's like you know, two feet tall. Oh lord! Like that. It took us like five days to build it because I did it with the kids. Yeah, right. of course. That's even great. It's like if I got, I'm going to spend this kind of money on something. Yeah. I got to like <laughs> make it like a joint activity. Yeah, that's like, fine. Because like, hey baby, look what I got for the whole family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the whole family though? Yeah, it's just going up on that tall shelf right there. Nobody touch it. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. So these things are incredible models, and they're yeah. they're fun to put together. And in a lot of cases, even after you break them down, um, they're fun to remake in all the different ways that you do this sort of stuff. And it's been it's been a joy actually watching my kids um, build a set, follow the instructions eventually take something apart and then build something totally on their own with the same parts with the same parts yeah. or you know added parts or whatever yeah sure. um, because I, you know I, I had a discussion with a couple other parents and they had been talking about oh you know you buy the sets now they make the set and then they never touch it again right, right. I said well yeah but did you sit down with them afterwards and start building like with them yeah showing them that that's not where it, it ends sure no <laughs> <laughs> so that's interesting so like by me actively engaging with, with my own kids on it we're all kind of uh, spending the time on it. It's actually pulled me away from some of the more addictive things that I've done on Twitter, just like cruising, just just check, refreshing the feet. Like, I don't do that now because yeah. I'm like, I'm building a castle today. I'm yeah. out. Busy. Right. Yeah. And so it's nice to have that, that difference because like you said, you know, I don't sports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you. I like that. That's cool. Um, so you talked about frequenting some 
Probably pubs. Uh, local bars, I would local say. Local bars? Yeah, okay. you know, I'm in Hinterberg, so, you know, I'm, I'm more hipster than pubs. Oh, right. you know what? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trendy enough. I just call them all You pubs. don't hint in. I don't hint in. Yeah, I don't hint in. <laughs> You're not down with the burg. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, speak to living in, in, in Hintonburg. Have you lived there the entire time? The whole time, yeah. yeah. So it was uh, seven years ago. Actually, seven years exactly. So you saw the growth of Hintonburg, right? Yeah. Yeah, right in that time period. Yeah. From, from like... No, I mean, I didn't see it when it was really bad either. No, no. But, like, not. I definitely watched it gentrify over, like, a paintbrush. Huh. Like, whoosh, Yeah. There was vacancies everywhere. Yep. And then restaurants I can't afford to eat at everywhere. Right? Like, like <laughs> one or the other. Apparently, like, the rumor is there's going to be two more coffee shops going in on Wellington West. Oh. Right by <laughs> where... fit them in. Right by where the bridgehead already is. Right. Where once there were none. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Or the Max Milk, if you're going to count that as a coffee shop. <laughs> you they, can't. They you sell can't a them. thing they call coffee. Yeah. Uh, so... Right. I think a Ministry of Coffee is opening uh, that, a that's second right. location. Oh, wow. Right yeah. where uh, Hino uh, restaurant was. That's, that's right. What, that's the big rumor. I don't think anything Anybody's confirmed that, but yeah, that's right. Th- this is what I've everybody's saying that. right now. Okay. So, um, yeah, and it's great. I mean, uh, it, it's wonderful for for me and my family. It's wonderful for the community um, in general uh, because these are all things we can use. Yeah, the LCBO opened up one block from my house, and as a man who lives very close to an LCBO, oh, I love it. Isn't it the best? It's great. <laughs> I went four times last week. Wow. <laughs> I can only. So much. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. You can just stock up. It was Easter, okay? So, yeah. like, people were drinking more than usual. Sure. And you can browse sometimes, too. You just Why? Just hang out. What? Nobody Ooh. browses. At, it was at, so close. I would. What, are, who does that? Go uh, every day I, and just I can browse. browse my window, hey, I guess. Hey, what, what's, what, what kind of new stuff? You go to that new aisle, <laughs> and, like, you're just, like, actually really yeah. interested with it, and you go, hmm, and then you walk out. Yeah. <laughs> if I lived, like, a block away, I would do that occasionally. This is new. It was new one, yesterday. One, one, one Christmas, they had, like, a trumpet-shaped <laughs> bottle of vodka, and I would just go in anytime I saw an LCBO, just look at it, because it was too expensive. It had, like, gold flakes in it or something. I'm not into... The, the whole yes. Goldschlager yeah. eating gold thing, I don't get it. Right. I mean, the trumpet shape is what I liked, but it also had gold in it. Did you play the trumpet? Uh, I never worked up the cur- Oh no, yo, no, not it. I never. <laughs> no, actually not the, the vodka trumpet. trumpet. No. Like, are you a band person? No, no. I thought it was a cool bottle. Okay, I just, weird guy yeah, taking yeah, it just, <laughs> I really like trumpet vodka. Do you yeah. like trumpets? Not particularly. No. Uh, no. Do you like the gold stuff? No. <laughs> just like the combination. Put, yeah, it's a, put it all together. <laughs> it's not even gold. It's some like pieces of brass. Yeah, that would make more sense, I guess. Oh. Um, <laughs> what do you guys think about doing a speed round? Yeah, speed round. Oh. All right. So speed round, uh, yeah, you know what a speed round is. It's just a series of questions. You mm. might have heard one or two. But you uh, should have some sort of music to go with speed round. Boo, boo. Like Splice that. it in. Uh, that should be your music. You could just have it like on cue on your phone there. That's true. That that That's not a bad idea. Horrendous, I assume. It would sound Keep terrible <laughs> if it was playing directly in, but we might. we could consider putting a, a bed underneath it. I'll look what? into it. I won't do it. It's called a music bed when it's under that voices. That sounds weird. Yeah, no, no, no putting a bed down underneath. <laughs> You'll make the podcast guests uncomfortable. Under us. A little more comfortable, depending. Who knows? Uh, they fell asleep. That's it. <laughs> okay, speed round. Rob, are you uh, going to set the clock? Yeah, and this is a speed round of the two-minute variety for listeners and for Justin. Okay. And it begins now. If I forced you to watch a sport, what sport would you be watching? Hockey. Okay. Yes. And what team would you cheer for? Well, you can't cheer for the Leafs, so it would be the Sens. I'm cheering for the Leafs, so. <laughs> What's the last Ottawa restaurant you ate at? Allium. Mm. Hmm. What's your first really good memory of Ottawa from after moving here? After moving here? Yeah. Well, the birth of my son. Okay. That's pretty good, I guess. <laughs> what city outside of Ottawa, obviously, do you visit the most often? Toronto. Toronto. Boxers or briefs? Boxer briefs. <laughs> That's the right answer. Correct. <laughs> uh, right. What's your dream vacation spot? Uh, well, it was Iceland, but then I went there. But I want to go back. Oh, wow. So Iceland, Iceland again. Yeah. Iceland part two. What's the sketchiest piece of clothing you've ever owned? What, what's a sketchy piece of clothing? <laughs> like, comes is to that mind? like a texture? Or Secret that... pockets? <laughs> most disgusting, most regrettable. <laughs> I had 
a like gold flake vest. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. That I wore with tearaways. Oh, that's a good combination. All right. I think I was trying to be a pin. Yeah, you were. <laughs> I had no hope. Who knew? <laughs> if you had to fight a celebrity, who would you choose to fight? Matt Damon. Mm. Uh, you have Friday night with no kids. Where do you go? 1014. It's the bar closest to me. And it's a pretty good bar to begin with. Cool. Okay. Cool. If you could take your kids anywhere in the world, where would you take them? Oh, I'd take them to Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> where else? <laughs> What's the best Scrabble word you've ever played? I don't think I've played much Scrabble in my life. So I can't. The question stands. Yeah. <laughs> the question stands. <laughs> I don't keep a note Did of not play. Not in why. That's uh, time. That's time? Oh, what I, I go off? killed the alarm. Oh, good for you. Okay. Trying to make it make a sound. Right, that's I'm right. learning. I played quintuplet once. Did you, actually? In Scrabble. Yeah, that was sweet. That's a good word. What was the beginning? What, like, what did you... You had to tag on, obviously. Yeah. What was the first part? Uh, Quint? It was like Q... No, I played it like perpendicular to something. Oh, okay. Across something. That's why I, I have a very good one in my brain, and so that's why I assume everyone does. I guess people don't. And people who play Scrabble do, I'm sure. It's nine letters, the the yes. rules of this. Oh, maybe it was... Oh, no, maybe it wasn't. <laughs> I could talk about the time I dominated my children in Monopoly and crushed their future enterprise. <laughs> so does that count? <laughs> you know what it is? It's, it's, it's a lesson in life. That's what it is. It's like, hey, kids, this is what real life looks yeah. like. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's one of those games where you don't let them win. It's no. not like Candyland, where they just win anyway and you don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's just, this is like, no, oh. I just got Boardwalk and Park Place, yeah. and if you come close to me, I'm going to take all your money. <laughs> I will annihilate you. And some of your property at the same time. Uh-huh. Risk is the same way. There's no playing soft there. <laughs> no. And this is why Daddy manages the money. <laughs> uh, great. So we're running up on an hour, eh? Yeah. Yeah? Is that time right? Yeah? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Well, I guess uh, the, headshot, the headshot sessions were uh, a good thing. If anybody likes my approach to headshots, okay. then, you know, that's mm-hmm. May 4th, okay. uh, downtown Ottawa, and they can get in touch with me by, um, well, anything really, but my uh, Twitter is JustinVL. Um, you can also find me uh, on Facebook under JVL Photo. Those okay. are kind of the big ones. Yep. Instagram JVL Photo if you're under twenty. <laughs> Wait, that sounds <laughs> yeah. Kind of <laughs> over eighteen and under twenty. Yeah. Oh, there. Hey guys, uh, what are the high school kids doing around here? <laughs> I wonder if you just have Instagram. That's fine. Uh, we'll uh, we'll link it for you too if you want. That, that was a context based joke. It yeah. Is. yeah. All right. <laughs> great. I can't wait. That sound I can't, yeah, I can't wait for a sound <laughs> night to make it out. And you're the May Fourth. Is that all day? You're you're going to be downtown? Yeah, I'll be downtown. Are you like taking bookings like certain time yeah, slots? Yeah, I'm booking a half hour time slots. Okay, so. very cool. So okay, okay. just get in contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. And yeah, we'll link it on our uh, on our website. Thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah. And uh, do you want to talk about Audible? Rob? Yeah, uh, this episode uh, is also sponsored by Audible.com, so you guys can get a free audiobook download and a 30 day trial uh, visiting audible.audibletpodcast.com, and they have 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can get apps for the iPhone, Android, and tablets. Very cool. And Keegan, where can uh, the listeners find us? You can find us at audibletpodcast.com. Uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter. Not on Instagram. Nope. Yet. You you could start that. I, I'm not going to start will. that. I don't know how. <laughs> Might not but, be in but uh, yeah, send us an email or, or a like. Or uh, <laughs> send us a like. Nope. Stop. Talk to us on okay. the internet. Well, thank you, Keegan. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're on uh, Citra Radio and iTunes as well. Uh, and Justin, do you want to close this out by saying auto what, however you like? Auto what?